Hello, welcome to Spiritual Warfare. My name is Teresa. Hi, my name's Kay. Today we'll be reading from the Book of Signs by Dr. David Jeremiah. Today we're going to start talking about the Antichrist. Antichrist, Antichrist. Antichrist? Yeah. Antichrist. In the late 1930s and early 40s, Adolf Hitler was moving through Europe and swallowing up whole nations. Many believed that he was the coming Antichrist. Hitler offered himself as a messiah with a divine mission to save Germany. On one occasion, he displayed the whip he often carried to demonstrate that in driving out the Jews, I remind myself of Jesus in the temple, he declared. Just like Christ, I have a duty to my own people. He even boasted that just as Christ's birth had changed the calendar, so his victory over the Jews would be the beginning of a new age. What Christ began, he said, I will complete. At one of the Nuremberg rallies, a giant photo of Hitler carried was captioned with the words, in the beginning was the word. I did not know that. I didn't know that either. It is not surprising that Bible students thought Hitler was the end times. Satan-inspired world leader the Bible speaks of as the Antichrist. Little children, it is the last hour, and as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come, by which we know that is the last hour. There are over 100 passages of Scripture that describe the Antichrist, and yet the word Antichrist itself is mentioned only four verses in the New Testament, each time by the Apostle John. As the word suggests, the Antichrist is a person who is against Christ. The prefix anti can also mean instead of, and both meanings will apply to this coming world leader. He will overtly oppose Christ and at the same time pass himself off as Christ. The Antichrist will aggressively live up to his terrible name. He will be Satan's Superman who persecutes, tortures, and kills the people of God, making Hitler, Statlin, and Mayo seem weak and tame by comparison. Wow, that says a lot, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Wow. More than 25 different titles are given to the Antichrist, all of which help paint a picture of the most despicable man who will ever walk the earth. Some people think he is Satan incarnate. We know for certain that Satan gives him his power, his throne, and his authority. Here are some of the Antichrist aliases. A fierce king you can find in Daniel, a master of intrigue, the prince who is to come, a despicable man, a worthless shepherd, the one who brings destruction, the lawless one, and the beast. The beast I'm familiar with, that's in Revelation, right. but a right. lot of this is in Daniel. A lot of it is in Daniel. Yeah. Yes, I wasn't aware of that until just recently, that the reflection of the things said in Daniel to what's in Revelation. 
Oh, yes. okay. Oh, because you're listening to. Mm-hmm. So I would encourage that if, you know, if you want to dig into it deeper to get into the book of Daniel. Of Daniel. Right. Okay. As a study of these references shows, the Antichrist is introduced and described in great detail in the Bible, yet his identity is not revealed. That lack of specific identification, however, has not stopped speculation on who he might be. When you Google who is Antichrist, you get about 15 million hits. Some of the websites post incredibly long and detailed articles, a sign of the extreme fascination generated by the sensational subject. The personality of the coming world ruler. No, the Bible does not tell us that the Antichrist will be. In fact, Paul tells us the second chapter of Thessalonians that this coming world ruler will not be revealed until after the rapture of the church. That is crazy to me. I did not even know that. So, P. oh my goodness. So, I know on the rapture, when we're taken away, the people who are left behind... They have a chance to accept God, but that's where the Antichrist is going to torture and kill anybody who believes in God. And not only that, it's been said that you will not be able to take the torture because they're also trying to make you take the mark of the beast. And once you do that, you cannot enter heaven. Oh my goodness, that reminds me. A couple weeks ago, the chips are inserted and people are already using their hands under the uh, scanners at the stores. People do not get those chips in your hands. Don't get anything implanted in your body. That is a huge no-no and there's no way back from that either. Once you take that, there's no way back. But I did not realize... But see, the mark of the beast won't come until after the rapture of the church oh back to that so you might not be strong enough even though you do believe in god the torture will be so great against your body long drawn out torture to where you will deny god at that point because the pain is so bad just decide to live for god now so you can go in the rapture and not have to endure that He will be a charismatic leader. The prophet Daniel described the Antichrist in these graphic terms. After this, I saw in the night visions and behold, a fourth beast. And there were eyes like the eyes of a man and a mouth speaking pompous words. He shall speak pompous words against the Most High. In these passages, Daniel gives us one of the characteristics of the coming world ruler. His charismatic personality enhanced by his speaking ability, which he will use to sway the masses with spellbinding words of power and promise. We little realize the power of good speaking ability. An actor who is not classically handsome can land great parts and charm audiences simply by the power of his resonant and articulate voice. Often Americans are swayed by political candidates who have little to offer, but they offered in a beautiful package of their smooth intonation 
and syntax. The coming world leader will be renowned for this kind of eloquence, which will capture the attention and admiration of the world. Daniel goes on to tell us that this golden tongue orator not only will speak in high-blown terms, but also will utter pompous words against God. The Apostle John described him in a similar fashion in the book of Revelation. He was given a mouth speaking great things of blasphemies. Considering these and other prophecies, it's not hard to understand why Hitler has often been pegged as the prototype of the Antichrist. Hitler was a man of charisma, great oratory, and pomp. In his now classic book, Kingdoms in Conflict, Charles Coulson described the well-orchestrated events that played out in countless crowded halls as Hitler manipulated the German people. Solemn symphonic music began the setup. The music then stopped, a hush prevailed, and a patriotic anthem began. And from the back, walking slowly down the wide central aisle, strutted Hitler. Finally, the Fuhrer himself rises to speak, beginning in a low velvet voice, which makes the audience unconsciously lead forward to hear he speaks his love for Germany. And gradually his pitch increases until he reaches a screaming crescendo. But his audience does not think his rasping shouts excessive. But his audience does not think his rasping shouts excessive. They are screaming with him. Daniel continued his description of the Antichrist by telling us he is a man whose appearance was greater than his fellows. In terms of his outward appearance, this man will be strikingly attractive. The combination of magnetic personality, speaking ability, and extreme good looks will make him virtually irresistible to the masses. When he comes on the scene, people will flock to him like flies to honey, and they will fall over themselves to do anything he asks. He will be a cunning leader. And the famous dream recorded in the seventh chapter of his book, Daniel, was given a picture of this world leader. Here's what he reported. I was considering his horns, and there there was other horn, a little horn, coming up among them, before whom three of the first horns were plucked out by the roots. If we carefully read and understand the prophetic symbols of the horns, we learn from this verse that the coming world leader subdues three other kings by plucking them out by their roots. This man will squeeze out the old to make room for the new. He will take over three kingdoms, one by one, not by making war, but by clever political manipulation. He begins as the little horn, but then he succeeds in uprooting three of the first horns and thus appropriates their power for himself. Daniel reiterated this event in the 11th chapter of his prophecy, telling us that this future world leader shall come in peacefully and seize the kingdom by intrigue. The Antichrist will be a political genius, a masterful diplomat, and a clever leader. Author W. Pink wrote of him, Satan has had full opportunity afforded him to study fallen human nature. The devil knows full well how to dazzle men by attraction of power. He knows how to gratify the craving for knowledge. He can delight the ear with beautiful music and the eye with entrancing beauty. 
He knows how to exalt men to dizzy heights of worldly greatness and fame, and how to control the greatness when attained, so that it may be employed against God and his people. He will be a cruel leader. Once again, we turn to the writings of Daniel to understand the personality of this coming tyrant. Thus he said, The fourth beast shall be a fourth kingdom on earth, which shall be different from all other kingdoms, and shall devour the whole earth, trample it, and break it into pieces. He shall speak pompous words against the Most High, shall persecute the saints of the Most High, and shall intend to change times and law. Then the saints will be given into his hand for a time, and times and half a time. From Daniel seven twenty three and 25. Here Daniel tells us that the Antichrist is going to devour the whole world. He will tread the world down. He will break it into pieces. These words hint at something utterly horrific. Many who become followers of Christ during the tribulation will be martyred for their faith. Yep. That's, um, I watched a movie on that once and, um, the torture that was being done to people, it's slow and continuous, just hours and you're, you just can't take it anymore. Denounce. He wants you to denounce Christ. Yes. yes. And once you do that, you're in hell for eternity. Just an FYI. It's better to go in the rapture, right, Kay? And it's better to be martyred for your faith. So if you're martyred for your faith, you know where you're going anyways. But a lot of people won't be able to take the pain. The word persecute in Daniel 7.25 literally means to wear out. There you go, Teresa. Mm-hmm. The same word is used to describe the wearing out of garments. The use of the word here indicates a slow, painful, here we go, wearing down of the people of God, a torturous, cruel persecution reminiscent of the horrors Nero inflicted on Christians in ancient Rome, but even worse. It would be easier for the saints during the tribulation if they were simply killed. Killed outright, yep. But instead, they will be worn out, mercilessly tortured by this unthinkably cruel man. Again, we find a prototype of what is to come in the regiment of Hitler. Charles Colson gives us a chilling description of what went on in Nazi concentration camps. The first Nazi concentration camp opened in 1933. In one camp, hundreds of Jewish prisoners survived in disease-infested barracks on little food and gruesome back-breaking work. Each day, the prisoners were marched to the compound's giant factory where tons of human waste and garbage were distilled into alcohol to be used as a fuel additive. Even worse than the nauseating smell was the realization that they were fueling the Nazi war machine. Colson goes on to say, as a result of the humiliation and drudgery of their lives, dozens of prisoners went mad and ran from their work, only to be shot by the guards or electrocuted by the fence. Hitler and the Nazis did not annihilate the Jews all at once. They deliberately and symptomatically wore down their souls. And that gives us a picture of what will happen in the tribulation when the Antichrist is in power. He will be cruel, bloodshedding leader, taking out his wrath on the saints who come to Christ under his regime. Okay, that is amazing. Hitler and the Nazis did not annihilate the Jews all at once. They deliberately and systematically wore down their souls. And that gives us a picture 
of what will happen in the tribulation when the Antichrist is in power. He will be a cruel, blood-shedding leader, taking out his wrath on the saints who come to Christ under his regime. Well, we hope we gave you a little bit more insight here. These subjects are my favorite subjects. I love talking about this and reading about this. Never hurts to have knowledge, does it, Kay? No, it does not. This is a knowledge that we really all need to be aware of. And Please continue to pray for the Ukraine. But we want to thank you for stopping by. The next time we meet... We will discuss the profile of the coming world ruler. A little bit more info about the Antichrist. All right, so dig into Daniel, dig into Revelation. We hope we can encourage you. And God bless your week. God bless your week. And remember, you don't have to change to come to Jesus Christ. He changes you once you come to him. You don't have to give up anything. It's not a boring life. It It's an exciting life, in my opinion. I love watching him do his thing. We will see you next week. Thanks for stopping by. Bye.